Google Plays like the Cube. Hey, I'm Adele. And I'm Anna. And we are ACAD Productions. Get ready to nod your head and laugh out loud as we bring an unfiltered perspective to black life in predominantly white spaces. So, welcome to the Head Nod, Season 1, Black Life at a PWI. PWIs, campus vast, black life thrives in unity, diverse home at last. This was brought to you by ChatGPT. Yes. <laughs> so today is a special day. I, I, I let Anna bring another Drake alum in here, but it's going to be a great conversation. <laughs> so <laughs> today we are you, joined. You, you, that's how you go start the show? Yeah. We had to keep it honest, okay? Hey, you know, we, we, we allowed it to happen on today. But no, I'm excited. It's already been a vibe. Before we even hit record. So that's why y'all gonna be nifty this whole season. Listen, I have yet to call you anything but Drake, so put some respect on my name. Um, anyway, it's already gonna be a lot of fun, I could tell. We're joined with Dr. Kelly C. Kimple. She is a diversity, equity, and inclusion DEI subject matter expert with 20 years of experience working in higher education, which we're going to get to a little bit later. Originally from St. Louis, Missouri, proud auntie of two nieces and two nephews, member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority, Inc. And in 2022, her career pivoted into corporate America, where she now works at Deloitte as a DEI manager. She strives to create welcoming and culturally competent environments within her realm of influence. Welcome, Dr. Kelly C. Campbell. Thank you, thank you. Boom, 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 boom. Yes. So I know when I, I know where you went. It was thick. It was hella thick. Yes. <laughs> Just a little Yo, bit of everything. That's what you get with Drake. You know what I'm saying? D you All right. you know what I'm saying? And we already talked, we already we already talked to you. We already know your story. All right. We already know your story. <laughs> so we ask every guest, you know, their names in school and their call out, which Anna just took away because we know that. But we will give you a chance to 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 us your name, your school and give us a call out from you from your school. So my name is Kelly Kimfel. And you said, where else? See, already. Because yeah. <laughs> we're cheating too hard. Anna just sitting there smiling. She's just cheating this hard. This is so good. Okay, <laughs> I'm name, sorry. school, right. and call out. The call Thank out. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, just the first the first school. See, because it's three. See? Do all three. Go, go with okay. it. You okay. got doctor in front of your name. Do your thing. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, my name is Kelly Kimple. And I did my undergrad at Drake University in Des Moines, Iowa. Go Bulldogs. Um, and then I did my master's degree at the University of Missouri in Kansas City. And then I did my doctorate degree at the University of Missouri, no, University of Mary Harden Baylor in Texas. Oh, wow. You, you, you went a couple places there. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we mm -hmm. know Drake. So what are the other call outs for the, your other schools? So for UMKC, those are the kangaroos. So go roos. I, the, right. I, I didn't I did not pick the mascot. OK, y'all. I didn't do it. <laughs> I just went there. Um, and then for University of Mary Hart Baylor, UMHB, they are the Crusaders. OK. Again. All right. So we got okay. the Bulldogs, the Kangaroos and the Crusaders. And the Crusaders. Gotcha. <laughs> that's, that's quite a bunch. <laughs> quite <is>. a bunch. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so we always ask each guest, why a PWI? What what brought you to Drake? Why, why a PWI? So honestly, our recruiter, the year that myself and a lot of other Black students from St. Louis, Chicago, uh, Iowa City, Minneapolis, like she was on her, she was on her grind. Okay. Cause she got all of us. She got all of us there. Um, and for me, it was, I did apply to HBCU cause my mama, she graduated from my HBCU, but I always blame it on my sister not finishing at my mama's alma mater for her not really pushing it on me. And so <laughs> we looked at Drake because it was like five hours away 
I didn't have a computer at home. They was really pushing the whole computer in every room because, you know, I ain't had no access to that. Um, and it was like a good size. Like it was a, a good medium sized school. And so like I, I, the people I got to meet when I went to like the orientation or I, rather the visit weekend, like the black people that I got to meet seemed real cool. It was a lot of black people. It, so let me. A lot of black people in PWI terms in Iowa. Let me be very, I got very you. clear. I understand. Because <laughs> that's, that's different. It's that's different. different. It's different. <laughs> it's different. And so it was just like, okay, I can do this. Because I grew up in a predominantly white environment. So my, under, my, my primary and junior high, predominantly white institutions, but high school was predominantly black. I don't, again, y'all. I, I, I'm going to always blame it on my sister not finishing school at the HBCU <laughs> for my mama not pushing it. So we went ahead and went with Drake. And I mean, I'll always say that while we all talked about the, the first two years of like transferring to an HBCU, we all stayed. And honestly, like we all had, we had a good experience and I met some of the most amazing people that are still my friends to this day. So yeah. if nothing else, like, I got hooked up with some amazing people, so apparently it was God saying for me to be there. What was the HBCU all, you almost went to? Because we just Jackson State. Ah, mm-hmm. okay. And would I we look are. at it? <laughs> Listen, no, that's the Jackson State. It's Listen, we are. That's good and for them. But we are Penn it's... State. We're we're moving on to your next question. <laughs> the, the Eddie, the, Eddie, you messing with me today? I see. I see. Okay. <laughs> Fine, fine. I'll do the I the I love. Okay. That's the other Jackson yeah. Take State that situation. one. That okay. one. That's the one. I just going Listen, and I know I'm crazy about my school, but we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about you. <laughs> and I hope every listener knows just how crazy you oh, are. Oh yeah, I drive a crazy. We we in football season every week. I'm sitting oh, in school. Goodness. Oh yeah, yeah. Help. Mm. Okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> but Anna, you were about to ask something. I don't know. I'm just so happy to have Kelly here, okay? Because <laughs> when I was at Drake, right, I, I was a first year. Kelly was a senior. You were a senior, mm-hmm. right, when I came in. Actually, and so, that was my fifth. That was my in that four and a half. Yeah. So, <laughs> super senior. Got you. Yeah. Senior plus. Okay, yeah. super senior. Okay, situation. And so for me as 18 year old coming on campus, we all called Kelly mama. Mom, Kelly was mom on campus. I too. love that. Like everybody. Yeah. Like she just took care of us. I even remember one time, cause I would go for walks. I would get so, it was a lot. I would go for walks. I remember this one time you found me on my walk. Um, yeah. I mean, she just took care of us and that's just who Aww. Kelly was. I'm sure so, that's who she is, but we're going to find yeah, out more. Yeah, but so with that, like, it kind of seems like you're now, like, looking out. You were mama on campus. What was it like when you first got on campus? Was there someone that kind of looked out for you? Yeah. Um, and, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, Drake, like, the PWI experience is different. It is. But I just had the right people around me. So when we came in to Drake, um, the Coalition of Black Students, we had like a sister brother, like big brother, big sister program that they would put us all through. And so I got to meet a couple of people during my visitation. So when I came back, one of them had already adopted me to be like their little sister. Um, and then I got an official big brother cause it was tied to our major. So okay. I got that big brother, but then because of, I was I was always a very active, like student leader, student always involved in stuff. And so I met another guy. I, I can't remember how we met, but then he became my big brother. So I had multiple people looking out for me, helping me out, making sure, especially my big sister, she was like, check that degree audit. every Because she also was there for an extra semester. She was like, check on that. Make sure you following that to the, to the T so you don't have no more time than you need. So I did. I was I was blessed to have a lot of people looking out for me. Yeah. And then you were also, like you said, you were pretty active on campus. So let me see. Weren't you an RA? I eventually became a resident assistant. Yep. Became an RA in yeah. my last year. In your last year. Uh-huh. Okay. What else did you get involved in on campus? 
So Coalition of Black Students, literally in my first semester as a freshman there, I became the curator and historian of our Black Cultural Center. I loved taking pictures, so that was a part of it. So like, I took all the pictures of every event that we were doing. Um, I eventually became a member of our Drake Relays, I guess like spirit committee, which we would do different things for around the Drake Relays events that we would have. And then I was a member of Alpha Phi Omega, uh, fraternity, which was a volunteer service organization. And I was also a part of Drake Gospel Choir. So, Ooh. look, I was too busy being social. <laughs> That's why I had an extra semester, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, school, school right, stuff. Right, yeah. <laughs> Dang, I missed that checklist. That checklist. When, did you, um, when did you pledge as a Delta? When did that happen? <sighs> because I was messing around and not really focused on them grades. I didn't do it until after I had already graduated. So after my master's degree. So Waco alumni in 2009. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what was it like being a part of the choir on campus? I loved it. Like, I loved it because I came in. So we, my family, we knew God. We knew Jesus. We were Christian. But we weren't like Bible beating one another with the word. So it was like, I know who he is. Yeah, we did church. That's cool. All that stuff. But it wasn't like a real, I guess, a deep relationship. And so then when I got to campus, literally all of my best friends grew up in the church. So I almost didn't have the opportunity to not be a part <laughs> of the Because that's where y'all all going. Well, I'm just going to go with y'all because what else am I going to do? So, but I loved it because one, like the relationships that we got to build with one another, we got to travel to different places, different schools, different churches to also sing. We actually got to participate in the Big 12 Conference when they used oh, to nice. do like their gospel um, extravaganza during the Big, T- Big 12 Conference. So we got to like sing for that, I think my sophomore year maybe. So, I mean, it was it was a good experience, but it was also interesting because you have these teenagers still basically trying to talk to each other about God and they trying to figure it out themselves. And so, you know, we were singing for the Lord but then also one day somebody might be getting a drink on, get do you know doing doing things that other people might think like that ain't that's really not Christian, you know that whole thing. So there were those times where you had the people who were like the the extremes of like holier than thou, and I love the Lord. Let me just try to feed my life out, okay? And so when those two conflicted, that's when you had had a little bit more issues. Um, that we we had to have some growing pains with with some of our friends, and for me, that's so funny. I have no memory of a Drake gospel choir. Was it still a thing when I got? I'm there? trying to think when you got there. The only person I remember doing church like things was Theato, and he was like miming with like face paint and stuff. And I think he was at like Corinthian, like at the church doing it. Oh, that was the name of the church. <laughs> I think it's Corinthians. I believe Corinthian yeah. So basically what had happened, yeah. Anna, was they were out touring <laughs> while you were out trying to be a student. They were gone. <laughs> Did you not hear that part of the story? They were so. gone competing and you so. were being studious <laughs> on no, campus. No. You were on campus. They no, were gone I don't touring. think there was, you know, I don't think there was a, a gospel lot. choir when I got on campus. I'm, I'm going to say there were a number of the people who were the leaders of it were eventually they were before my class, then they graduated and then people of my oh, class. Oh, it might have ended with them. So yeah. my class, when they graduated, I don't, I cannot remember if the people after us kept it going. So what had happened was it ended after your second year because no one took over and there you go. Possible. You yeah, supposed must, to take over, yeah. Anna. You supposed to be in there full vibrato. Yes. I didn't nice. know what I was doing. I was trying to figure myself out. Okay, I was just trying. I was trying to figure myself out. I think that's out. college, period. All of us just trying period. to figure ourselves Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what were classes like for you when you first did you know what major you wanted to take up? And what was that like? <laughs> you know. I want them to stop asking kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? Because I was like, oh, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a pediatrician, blah, blah, blah. So I came in as a biology major. (sighs) Me and chemistry? (laughs) Ooh, chemistry. Just 
the first level of chemistry. It was like, what is this? Why is it not making sense to my brain? I did all right in high school. I was on the honor roll. Did all, you know, had anatomy, had physiology. I did chemistry. What is this? What is this? <laughs> and so, <laughs> like, I could not get past chemistry. Um, I had a hard time in bio, too. And so, eventually, and when I say eventually, come junior year, that's when I was like, okay, forget it. Let's change it. So, I changed my major. And that's why I had the extra semester. Because I changed my major at the beginning of junior year. And then I did sociology. And then sociology... Okay. I loved it because it's like, it's talking about people and how they yeah. are and what they do. And it's like, oh, yeah, this I know. I could do this all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it, though, because it's like it's yeah. so much pressure too. like once you get to college, like which which major are you going to go in? And like, OK, once you decide and you kind of like, do I stick to this? Because now you're with classes with people, you're rooming with people. Mm-hmm. It's like your whole everything. And then it's like when you come to realize like, is this really for me? Like it's, it's like, it's, I feel like the first year of college should just be a free for all. Like just take classes in different areas to see what it's like instead of just like locking in, you know, like it's a lot of pressure there. Absolutely. I wish I would have, yes, done like the whole, like our general, whatever courses that you needed so that you could, like I could have a better idea to figure it out. Right. But, But yeah, it was, it was, it was tough because like our bio classes, we those like were lecture halls, so those were like three hundred, like two hundred plus people. Um, and then as you went up, you know they got smaller, but that chemistry. And then I think microbiology, no genetics, whatever one. Thankfully, one of my teachers, white woman, she went to Dr. Wanda Everidge, who was our associate provost. Thank you. I was like, yeah. Um, she's a little short black woman who she was the one that we all went to because she had graduated from Drake herself. And thankfully that professor contacted Wanda, told her I was having a hard time. Wanda set up time with me and she's like, let's talk about this. Like what's going on? And she, and she got me together her and then Linda, who was the other black woman on our campus. She was the director of student activities she got me together like she was bad cop. Wanda was good cop. Linda was bad cop with a tough love. Like, get your life together. Cause I know your mama didn't see you here. You know, she was going off. She went off. Yeah. But it was, I needed it. And I yeah. did. I got my life together. I really did. Like after that, got it. All right, I'm good. I know what I'm doing. Right. And can we talk about Linda and Dr. Wanda? Can we talk about how dope it was to have two black women? administrators on campus holding it down for us. I mean, I don't know how it is at other PWIs, but I felt like they were really the cornerstone. And then Herschel came later. Mm-hmm. Um, but those two, man, they couches, they stay just pouring with tears. They just like, just walk in, just cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, true. It aw. is true. Yeah. Um, having Dr. Wanda, like she, she was so like, she just made you believe you could do what was necessary to get through this journey called a college degree. She, you know, cause she could tell us about her challenges and this, that, and the other. And she shared that with us. Um, especially like during the time that she was there in the sixties, right? Sixties. Yeah. So mm-hmm. even more of an ordeal just to try to get to, you know, trying to get to class and get an education as a black woman, um, in Iowa. Jesus. Um, so just alone with that stuff, But she just really, she believed so much in us that it was too hard for us not to believe in ourselves because she believed so much in us. And so it was like, if she willing to, she think, oh, I can do this thing. I got this. Um, Mm -hmm. And then Linda, Linda, Linda was something else because, and her daughter Autumn would always be there. And it's like to see Autumn now as this grown woman with her own child, but like, she would be on campus. We'd be babysitting her. She'd be at all the different events. Like you just felt, you felt seen. Like you just felt seen mm-hmm. by by them. And it was, it was. I was thankful. And that's they were part of the reason why I actually did go into student affairs and working at a college. So how did you also become mama? Was it because of the influence of that? How we get from the student to mama of the students? So <laughs> <laughs> that is so perfect. Right. <laughs> so I think it's because I was um 
So let's see, it must have been Gabby and Ty. So Gabby and Ty were two years, I think, after me. And so I, Gabby was from St. Louis also, Ty was from Chicago, and I took it upon myself. I wanted to make sure that the students who I saw and interacted with, that they were good. I just wanted to make sure, like, I wanted to pay it back, pay it forward, pay it, pay it back, make sure that whatever student was there, especially those that you know, like, you're going to get it. It's going to be hard, but you gonna you got this. Um, I just wanted to make sure that people were taken care of. And so I eventually I had Gabby and Ty and then Tasha and Anna and Theato and Tiffany. And like, so like a couple of years after that, it just became a thing of like making sure that my kids was all right. Like, I just wanted to make sure that people were good because I knew the challenges that you could have while you were at Drake and just in college in general. Um, and so I just wanted to make sure that they were going to be taken care of whatever they had going on. Oh, that's so special. It was. <laughs> <laughs> and how about as someone, even though this is not your interview, but it's important. I feel like to shout this out, like you clearly were impacted, you know, like coming in, like you said, you were like walking around campus you know, and Kelly found you. So like, maybe speak to that. Like, how was that for you coming in and, and having folk like Kelly, mama, be able to hold you down? Like, how was that experience for you? Well, this is why I decided to actually go to Drake, right? Because my coach, who Kelly went to school with too, Nicole, mm-hmm. right? She's the one that said, you should look at Drake. Right? And that was and my so, big sister. Right, <laughs> right. And Nicole, funny story. So Nicole was actually my babysitter when I was a kid. Oh, wow. Yeah, her and her twin sister were my babysitters. And then their other sister, we were like the same age and we would play softball at the park. We lived in the same neighborhood. Long story, small world, all the things. And so Nicole's like, you really should look at Drake. And so by the time I got to Drake, Black people just found you. Like they, it was Mm -hmm. an intentional act to go mm-hmm. and find the black people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think, you know, we heard April talk about that earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. Like, they just showed up and it was like, yeah, cause that's just what we had to do. And that's what happened. And so I knew that with that community, I would be okay. Cause of the black cultural center, um, the coalition of black students was really strong on campus. Mm-hmm. Wanda was everywhere. Okay. Yes. I mean, Honestly, she's five foot nothing, a hundred pounds wet. Okay. Yes. And she she basically ran everything mm-hmm. and looked out for us in such a special way. And then Linda Williams, Linda was like, I don't know, five eleven, black Living woman. Tall. Like, yeah. Okay. Talk about cover all the ground you stand on. Okay. <laughs> and Linda ran the show. And I just felt like we were okay. Yeah. We had a budget. We could do programming. I I jumped right into Coalition of Black Students and then Like me and Vince just had an instant connection. People thought me and Vince came in knowing each other. We threw like a talent show that was like really big in Des Moines that first year. It was dope. Like, and I just went in head first into everything, but there were people there to support. And, and that first year was also that year, that incident that I will never forget. Uh, That was a spring. So I wasn't there. So you weren't there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. So that first year it was just, um, I just knew that I'd be okay because we took care of each other. Yeah. I feel like that's what keeps folk at PWIs when they're like you said earlier, like we all think about that HBCU by it too. Like we're going to make that transfer. But then you like look around at your community and you're like, yo, these are my people, you know, Mm -hmm. like these, these are my family. Like we, you stay connected and you look around like years later and you're still connected deeply with those folk. And from mm-hmm. what I hear, Anna, it sounds like you were always going to Drake. That's that's what I took from your story too. Well, because <laughs> yeah, it, was ba- it was your that babysitter. Is- that, listen, no coinky dink, only mean, circumstance. You you was going. To I mean, Drake. we look back on it. We look back on it. <laughs> you was going. Okay? You were going. And it appears that like that was the case. Okay. <laughs> you <laughs> no, just didn't know. That, that's no I coinky did not dink. Know. I thought I was going to New York. I thought I was going to Hofstra. I thought maybe I was going to Boston University. Um, it was already no. planted, your babysitter. No. It was already Midwest. started Midwest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Iowa was calling. <laughs> so, oh gosh. how'd you go from leading all the black people at a PWI to then working at a PWI? How'd we end up there? Oh, my gosh. So, um, I had, so of course, I changed my major, sociology. 
But also I was like, but what am I going to do with this major actually to get a job and take care of myself? Um, and so uh, because I was a RA and I worked the, uh, the front desk for the various residence halls, I was talking to one of my bosses. So she was, I guess, the resident hall director for one of them. And she was like, you know, you should look, you should think about student affairs. And I was like, what is student affairs? Because it just wasn't something that was like talked about as like a career. And so she's like, what I do? My job, girl. My job. <laughs> <laughs> Me. <laughs> like, this. And so I was like, oh, my bad. I'm not trying to be rude. I just didn't know. Oh, um, and so she and another hall director talked to me about it. And this is where I say, like, that was two white women who really poured into me and two black women. Who re- so for me, I feel like I, I was taken care of by the people who wanted to help me. And that's why I always try to tell people, like, sometimes you're going to get help from people who don't look nothing like you. And that's that's a beautiful thing. Um, that's what we all striving for. But anyways, and so I went through, they were like, yeah, if you go through this process, like you can typically get a master's degree and they'll pay for it. And you know, like free education, you know, cause I wish Drake would have been free, but it wasn't. Um, and so I was like, all right, I'll look into it. And so I interviewed did that whole little process and I got my first job, um, at Rockhurst university in Kansas city, a small mm-hmm. Jesuit institution where there were literally probably, I feel like maybe 20 black students on that campus because it was a small school. So maybe 20 black students with 10 of them being from St. Louis. And then like I had another, as far as like staff went, maybe five to 10 who were not custodian or working in the cafeteria. Um, So we would hang out. And literally, like, me, that's that staff person, and then, like, the 10 black students from St. Louis to Kansas City, we would all just be together. So it just, again, created that environment of, like, making sure you want, I want to take care and make sure that these kids are good. Um, and because I knew, because of my experience at Drake, that I would be more useful at predominantly white institutions where I knew there would be black students like me and my friends who needed to see somebody who looked like me who was going to have a back and had a best interest at heart, but also give them that tough love when it's necessary. I can only imagine what that tough love looked like. If you gave me tough love, I probably would have melted. I would have melted right there. Like, <laughs> I don't want no tough love. I want a hug. God they survive. I'm give them a hug <laughs> and tough That's love. That's the love part of tough love. You get a hug after, after you get... The telling to you get a hug. Yeah. You know? Get it together. Now give me a hug. <laughs> Love you. I would hug them and get them together. Like, look, we have things we have to do. <laughs> and you know, you was wrong. We got to get out of this PWI. We got to get past this. Because yeah. guess what? They got to want their money whether you get to disagree or not. So yep, get something out of true. this. <laughs> that's true. That Period. is true. Okay, so across the PWIs, did you see, what what are some of the similarities and like differences that you saw, especially with black folk on campuses? Like we all find we have similar stories, but also like a few things are different. Yeah. Um, So I will say Rockhurst being the smallest school, the black students probably had a, those are black students who probably had the best opportunity of having people who really did want to make sure that they were going to be successful from all across the campus. Um, But then when we get to these bigger schools, I worked at Baylor university in Waco, Texas, and then Miami university in Oxford, Ohio. That is where you really start to see how a university is really just a business Mm -hmm. and how, when it comes to diversity, they are not, it's, it's about just checking off the box of like, okay, we did it. Um, and it not really about a cultural change on the campus. And so those are, those, that's where I really start to see like, oh, this is, hmm, okay, all right. I see what's going on here. Like, that's just kind of where you start, you start to see, because, you know, once you get bigger and then, especially with Baylor and it being faith-based and it was just like, but these, these Southern Baptists. And so that's a, that's mm-hmm. a whole different mm-hmm. ball game. Mm-hmm. And you know, cause they, the ones that they, they use the Bible 
to uh, anything to quick. confirm that slavery was good, <laughs> like, and it was necessary. You know, it's it's Boy. just it's just hard. But eventually, so at Baylor, um, there were some key people who who were definitely there to help out our students who were from different backgrounds, um, from different racial and ethnic backgrounds and also different identities that were not a part of the general population um, that did our best to help out the students as much as we could, especially with the black students. I want to say probably after being there for four, five years, like the black staff started to like the population started to get, get bigger and bigger. But then it seemed like we couldn't hold on to the, those individuals because of where we were in Waco and then who yeah. Baylor was um, and what things they just weren't willing to do to really help out all their students. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I think that's something folks don't think about right. as often mm-hmm. is how hard it is to retain Black yeah. administrators at PWIs. It, mm-hmm. We all know about the student situation. <laughs> like, yes. Can we survive this, right? And we know Mm -hmm. that community is why so many of us survived it Mm -hmm. and thrived through it. But being a teacher and living in Des Moines, Iowa as an adult or Waco, Texas, or another one of these small towns, oh, Mm -hmm. that's tough. That's that's ironclad type tough tough stuff. Yeah. And I think for me at Baylor, I think I lasted as long as I did because I was there for 11 years. I started out in residence life as a hall director and I did that for three years and I was about to leave without a job because it was like, all right, I got to go. Like I got to do something else. Um, But then I had got, I got connected to the department of multicultural affairs and they had an opening because the coordinator was going to go back to school, get her doctorate. And I got grown close to them because I started um, volunteering as an advisor for the association of black students and so they were like, you should apply for this job. And I applied for it and I got it. And because of the supervisor I had, like my supervisor, she's hand down. She's the best supervisor I've ever had. Um, older black woman who like she she's similar to like how we thought about Wanda. That's how those students still to this day, because she's still there. Think about Miss Beverly. And so um, I think because I basically was kind of like in a bubble with her as my supervisor and doing the work that I did with the students um, and knowing like, I just stay focused on like, I'm going to focus on what I can change and what I can implement and how I can assist the students trying not to focus too much on like the outside noise yeah. of the things that were the foolishness that was going on. Um, and so that's how I was able to stay there as long as I did. But if I probably were in another area, like some of my other friends, like I probably would not have been able to last as long as I did. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure the students appreciate you for that, for sure, because having that advisor, lifesaver in a lot of ways, especially for them organizations, because you're trying to figure yourself out as a student and you want to mm-hmm. be heard. So having someone kind of in the know goes a long way. I'm curious, just from an, um, from working on campus, from an administrative standpoint, are there any like students that kind of stuck with you over the years? Like, you know, any stories or anything that kind of just stuck with you with all the, the working and empowering you've been doing? Oh my gosh. Um, I, there were so many students. Like I truly, I loved, loved all my students. Um, there were students whom I remember, <laughs> I remember, so they got in trouble because they were doing, they were, they were drinking underage on a trip. Oh, but they was loud with it. So here's the thing. <laughs> if you just would have been quiet, quiet. <laughs> I wouldn't have known. But you ran up and down the hallway carrying oh, folks no. over to your shoulder. So oh, I got no. to come out the room. <laughs> like, what you want me to do? I was supposed to ignore that. Stop right. It. So, <laughs> so of course they got in trouble. But of course, for in their mindset, they thought it was like, but she, she going to get us in trouble. No, no, no. You got yourself in trouble. So they called themselves like trying to be mad at me <laughs> once we got back to campus because they knew they got in trouble. And my boss, she talked to them because she like they would always be in my office. Always. Every time she came down there, they was down there. And so after this happened, uh, 
they like she would see them like just bypass my office and so I would just like laugh because I'm like <laughs> I didn't do nothing right um, so even she talked to them but you know whatever whatever but then eventually they came in they apologized and they we just talked about it and we just had the conversation and for me that's that is always one of the things for me. I want to I want to make you better than where you were before you came here. Like I want to make you better when you leaving out of here. And I think that a lot of the students that I had the opportunity to interact with, they knew that, they recognized that. I would love when cuz sometimes being an advisor, it can be a thankless job and you you're not doing it really for that, but when you do get those thank yous and those show those like displays of appreciation, um, those were always, I would just hold dear to my heart. I would hold on to those cards or whatever gift they gave me. Um, and so, yeah, it was really special. I really enjoyed it. And they graduations, like I'd be screaming to the top of my lungs, mm-hmm. like to the point where like the people in front of me, they're like, so are, are all those your kids? I was like, well, I mean, technically I ain't have them, but, but yes. <laughs> in a way, yeah. <laughs> like I did not birth them, but I helped raise them. Right, you raised them. <laughs> Listen. But, yeah. Yes, that's awesome. That's super dope. It is. And you're super dope. Aw, thank you. <laughs> this is so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> So when you got to campus, <laughs> what was that one white song you learned that you did not know before you got there? Oh, man. Woof. Because they played it. Look, because that's what was going on in, in our dining halls. Oh, my gosh. It's one of the things where, like, you heard it, but you didn't know the title of it. That's that's also the problem. Yeah. So there's you a can sing it. You can sing it. You can sing it. I'm trying to think. And this is pre-Shazam, okay? We ain't Shazam. Right, look. Because <laughs> I'm trying to think about, like, what year? Because, I look, I don't... Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Y'all, I don't even... Cause I'm you like, go to the, to the other schools, you know? Because I'm, like, working at these institutions also. That means... Listen, that, that's, ex- that's exposure, too. I'm, like, What's closing time. Now yeah. it's time for alcohol, something like that. I know that song is like closing time. time. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm, mm-hmm. I th- what? And it don't look confused. <laughs> it looks so I'm confused. Very confused. <laughs> I need to keep singing. Closing time. Listen, that's as far as I know. That's <laughs> I know the something time. something for alcohol. Da 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 da. Yeah yeah oh, yeah. I know. I know y'all. what you're talking about. It's a real song. <laughs> I, I, I remember song. parts of it. Yes, yes. It is a song. It is a song. <laughs> I believe you. I just don't know it. I don't have to take this from you. <laughs> like, I know it's a song. <laughs> yeah, I remember those lyrics. The, the home. Yep, I knew yep. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right there with you. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, yeah. Look, I learned about Greek. Uh, the white Greek fraternities and sororities in this whole rush situation. I was like, what is Listen, that? Listen, break that down. Do tell. <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more. I can't break name that one. Down. I can't name I can't one either. I just know we had one that their 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 thing was a penguin. That's all I know. And they were blue and yellow. I don't oh, know dang, anything don't know else about one. the girls. Yeah. I don't either. Yeah. I, don't I mean, there we had Greek row. Street. Yeah, we had Greek yeah. Street. They had houses. Look here, some of them houses. Yeah, they had. Bad. They was bad. No one yeah. talks about the nastiness of those houses. Okay. Well, I mean, bad in a good way. The girls. The girls. Oh, the, the, the dudes. Girl, mm, mm, no, nah, the dudes mm, usually mm, were like, no, nah, they was kind of slops. Mm. Um. Yeah. What other? What other elements? <laughs> I can't remember all them songs. You know, that's that's like stuff. It's that's like good. It important I think enough, that was a good song. That was a good song. Good song. It's okay song. that Anna didn't know it. That's, it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. someone's gonna tell me. Yeah, <laughs> if you're listening to this, just drop the link somewhere. Drop it in. <laughs> Finish the lyrics because we started it. Finish right. the lyrics. <laughs> that's no. all I can remember. I had the, you know. The tune, but uh, yeah, you yeah. did, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It just kind of goes wherever. 
So, our other segment is There's No Place Like Home. So, basically, no, that's not what it's called. Whatever. Same difference. So, was there ever a moment when you were on campus where you were just like, all right, this ain't for me. I want to go home. Or I just, you know, may not necessarily want to be here. Hmm. Um, you know, probably when I got that 1.9 GPA, it was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> That's what right. This ain't working out. <laughs> <laughs> <You> said, <laughs> Maybe I don't have a good answer. <laughs> By a who? <laughs> I was like, I had never seen them numbers next to my name. Like, what is, I don't, ooh. Oh, me? That's, I did that. Mm, I had to get my life together, y'all. Like I was, yeah. I was scared to go. I was scared to go home actually with the grades. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> academic probation. What is mm. this? Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, that was rough. Yeah, that, that was a rough time. That was, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. scary too because I remember just having anxiety, just waiting for your grades to pop up, like to generate at the end of the semester, Ooh. like. Did I do as okay as I thought I did? Mm. <laughs> Finals week was real. Mm-mm. Yes. Yeah, that was that was a rough time. That was rough. And of course, we don't talk about academic probation, but right. many, 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 yes. many people have experienced <laughs> this yes. moment where you realize maybe I'm not in the right major. Maybe I party too much. Maybe mm-hmm. I should stop hanging out so much. Like this mm-hmm. moment where you realize, yeah. oh, this ain't, this, honestly, ain't it, this ain't it. Yeah. And another one for me was like, am I as smart as I thought I was? Hello? Because like I you mean. leave high school, like I got a 4.0 GPA and I'm this yeah. and I'm that. And the first yeah. grades come back, you're like, huh. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. This is college. How are they yeah. grading these? These grades are a little different. <laughs> like, who's messing up the curve? Who did it? Who is, why is there a curve? Who thought of Get this? Get out this class. Get out this class right now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Ooh, when I had to take college algebra twice. Ooh. Twice. Same. Same. I was like, I but wait a minute, I did. So I did algebra, I did geometry, I did trigonometry, I did. What is this then? Right. Like I thought I was gonna be ready for this. Like yeah. why am I having to take this? This yeah. And honestly, why am I back here? I did this what? already. <laughs> like, that's why a, am I that's here the again? real question. Why do I have to do this again? X I thought still I just X. did this. <laughs> why am I here? <laughs> yeah, you definitely had it. Like I am not as smart as I thought I was. Mm. What is going on? So, yeah, I would say when them grades, and I think that was my sophomore, I think it was my second, either second semester sophomore or first semester sophomore year when that happened. It was, it was rough. It was rough. Um, I have a question. How did you know? How did you know? So our last segment is how did you know? So what was the moment where you knew that Drake University was that school for you? that you had made the right decision, that this PWI was going to work? Um, <clears throat> when it's going it, to, this is probably going to sound slightly kind of weird, but <laughs> so I think it was when um, we, I think we must've had like a talent show or something. So it was my freshman year. So my freshman year, um, I think we had some type of event. I can't remember exactly what it was, but unfortunately, one of my big brothers had gotten the call that his mom had passed. Mm-hmm. And so he was a junior and I was I was a freshman. And so, you know, we're thinking like, okay, he's gonna, you know, go off with his friends and you know, whatever, whatever. Um, but then like before he left, he's like, No, no, no. Like I, I want you and one of my other friends, I want I want y'all to come with with me. Like I want y'all to be with me also while I'm dealing with this. And so for me, it just felt like these people who I'm, who I've just met, who is now going through an experience I hadn't at that time had any idea of like what that could feel like, wanted to have myself and another friend to be around them during that time to be a comfort because we had become a family that quickly within like, I think it was like our first 
two months of being at school. Mm-hmm. So I think for me in that moment, seeing how how much we had grown into a family that quickly, um, I think that's that's one of the first moments where I was like, okay, this is this is it. I can I can do this because th- these are my people. This this is my family. That was so tender. So that really touches me, like, really, really deeply because, like, just full transparency, like, my mom, I graduated college in 2009. My mom passed in 2012. And, like, my very best friend, like, he called me, like, right when I was, like, had just found out. And I was like, my mom just died. I got to call you back. Like, that was literally, like, Mm -hmm. you know, he was calling me. And so... It didn't even take much. Next thing you know, he called our whole little network of friends and I didn't have to say anything. And then next thing you know, I look up and I live in D.C. and they live in New York and like all over the place. And like the day before the funeral, they just all showed up at my house, like Mm -hmm. all of them. And it's just like I will always appreciate them for that because Mm -hmm. one, they knew my mom like they were hurt as if like they had lost her. Like they, we all yeah. call each other's mom, mom. Like we right. all, you know, locked in. And then two, it's just like to have that something when you feel like you don't have nothing and nothing to grasp on to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody in the family's kind of just going on in their ways. Cause my mom died in a really messed up circumstance too. So it's just like mm-hmm. a lot, but to like look up and lean on them yeah. and have them like there for me. And I remember like, sitting with one of my friends from school being like, I don't know what I'm supposed to say tomorrow at the funeral. And he said, you know, when my grandma died, I just thought about our last conversation and, you know, what that was like. And that really inspired me for what I said at my mom's funeral. So it's mm-hmm. just like, it was just such a, I just really appreciate that. Like even just kind of hearing you, because I understand exactly what that meant for your friend, because mm-hmm. it's like having people that are just there for you right. in that time, like, I will always like I will always appreciate them for that. So mm-hmm. I'm glad you were able to be that for him as well. Yeah. So that was yeah, that was a special moment. Yeah, for sure. This whole podcast has been special, man. It's been <laughs> so God, special. It. Me and Kelly are friends. We friends, Kelly. <laughs> hey. No more decades, Anna. No more. Facts. <laughs> no, but Facts. it's been dope. I can already tell, like, just off your vibe, like, the the way you were able to just help. I'm sure you've touched more people than you've realized. Like, you, you've impacted people more than, than you'll ever know. You could just tell, like, by how mm-hmm. much you care. And I can Thank tell by how Anna's you. been smiling this whole time. So, yeah. <laughs> She's one of my babies. Yeah. Period. I still have that picture that y'all took. Ooh, I need to see. I want to see picture. What's the picture? I want to oh, know. No. Get the picture. Oh, no. I had to go. I Young had to, uh, Anna. Hold on. Thing. Oh, no. You don't have <laughs> to get, get a picture. I get oh, a picture. Uh, I get I think I know which one she's talking about. <laughs> what you, God, what do you think little, it is? What do you think it I is? I was a little. I was such a little dyke. <laughs> it was so great. <laughs> <Anna>. <laughs> I didn't know you to say. <laughs> I was. I was such a little boy. Anna, let me see. Is it a yep. teddy bear? Yep. Where yes. are you? Okay. There I is. was a little boy on the left. Little Anna oh, right there. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, he was a little boy. <laughs> I, was looking, I was looking like, where is she? I don't know. <laughs> okay. So right, Anna. This, this is my, part of my graduation gift from them. Oh. Yeah, I, love I remember. Yeah, and Tasha wasn't there, and so yeah, he, so they yeah. put, so they had to put. She took I was a picture. Say, who they just put the picture. Of and they had, yeah, Aww. we had to. <laughs> well, that is so I cute. Know, that was my babies. Little Anna. Oh, yeah. I was a little, little boy and I didn't know it. That's a whole other show. <laughs> <laughs> a whole other show. <laughs> As a matter of fact, if Ty, part, part this, if Ty comes on this podcast because she says she was Ooh. interested. She will. She has all the stories for real. Oh, she do. Cause look here, they they went book wow after I left. Okay. Oh yeah. Cause Ooh. they was calling me like every other day. Oh no. Nah. Stories. <laughs> I'm like, who did what? But how? I see. But wait. Okay. But I know who it. to ask the questions. Oh to. yeah, Ty got all the stories. Yeah, uh-huh. all of them. She got all the real good stories. Cause. I'm like, who is skinny dipping? Like, what's going on, who y'all? Who is skinny dipping, man? 
Who went? Who was it? Inquiring minds want to know who went skinny dipping. I don't think it was me. I don't, I don't think. think I don't think. That's not like something you should be sure of, sis. What's going on? Depending on the state of things, I don't know. Might have been okay. Because see, Kelly, right? So Kelly was mama, right? We had April uh, on, who was younger, right? Uh, April was younger than us, but Ty. Ty was right there in the kitchen. <laughs> 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 oh, child, they was something else. They got they, I think y'all got y'all tongues pierced, so they calling me. They could barely oh, talk. We went through that. I got one my calling me too. on Look one ear trying to tell on another one. Like, well, they got this people, they got that Okay. All right. I feel like we all went through some weird <laughs> piercing phase in college. Too. I got my tongue pierced in college, too, oh. just randomly. I did not get my tongue pierced, but I did get yeah. my belly button pierced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. Yeah, that was that part for me. But that one time I went home and I like I yawned and my mom was like, what is that? I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you went too wide, Anna. You was I like, did. Ah. I was like, you went too wide. Like, you went right. too wide. Oh, keep it down, girl. You got to keep it down. You got to stretch back. Stretch Where back. was that shirt? That plaid shirt? That covers you. you know? <laughs> that's, that's a whole nother story. That's why I have another story, okay? There were, oh, there were a few less plaid shirts at home. I don't want them girly shirts. I think oh, I was going out with my gosh. cousin. And here she go. Oh, that's what you're doing at college? You're showing off your stomach out here? And this? Like, Getting pierces oh, in your belly? Oh, okay. oh, oh, that's what you're doing? Does it hurt? Does it hurt? No, oh. Like, oh. oh, hilarious. Kelly, thank you so much yes, for coming Kelly. on the head. This nine. has been awesome. You are very welcome. Thank y'all for having me so much it's been fun I've enjoyed this thank you for tuning in to the head nod podcast don't forget to subscribe and follow us on the cube app and at DCP official across social family follow my sis Adele at I am Adele Coleman across all socials and follow the coolest to ever do it Anna Deshawn at Anna Deshawn on all socials. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you really dig it, leave a rating and a review. Keep nodding your heads with us. Until next time, this is the Head Nod. <laughs>